0: Today we're going to have a short one because it's the holiday season and we thought we would make it short. And so we wanted to really do two things today. We wanted to really show some gratitude to our listeners and to all of you who've made this podcast such a success. We we love you and we're so thankful that we can serve you, that we can share with you, that we can you know have you as part of our community. And we also thought that you know we would follow that with really talking about the top four downloaded episodes for 2019. We have so many episodes over the last few years, and it's really exciting to kind of see what do listeners enjoy? What do they love hearing? And we thought we would mash up those episodes. What do you think, Laura?
1: Oh, I love this piece. It's a a true reflection of uh, 2019 conversations. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I like it. Yeah. awesome. And I am so grateful for this community. I mean, it really is amazing that we have been doing this for quite some time now. And, you know, just running into people the other day, I was able to run into someone that's like, oh, I listened to this podcast and I just love it. And, you know, here in Austin, you know, just like running (laughs) into somebody who's listening to it. And So I'm just so grateful that we are part of this greater community and that everyone comes and lends their ear and and gives us some of your precious time because we all know how precious that is. So, yeah, so grateful for that.
0: Yeah, me too. And, you know, we really want to be here to serve you. So if there's topics that you want to know more about or you want us to go deeper, we love that. You can always let us know by emailing us. You can go to our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can let us know what you want to hear, and we are totally here to serve you. But we're really, really thankful. I mean, this is probably my favorite part of the week, every week, when Laura and I are able to do these podcasts, have these conversations, get these conversations out so that more of us feel like we're not alone that we're we're not just you know thinking to ourselves all of these things but that there's so many of us contemplating some of these same conversations
1: Yes. I think that's one of my biggest motivators of bringing together community or having really candid conversations is that we can feel alone. We can feel like this is just me. And um, so, I mean, I walk away from these conversations every time, Sonia, with another, you know, aha. You know, I'm coming into a conversation and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I pretty much know where where I'm going to go with this, what I'm thinking. And then it transforms, like, through the time that we're talking together and new insights. So. Yeah, so grateful to you as well that, you know, we get to spark each other's growth in, in
0: having these conversations. So true. And it's so interesting because, you know, for those of you who don't know behind the scenes, Laura and I do not ever plan these conversations. (laughs) Like we kind of throw topics out right before we get on and then just dive in. So it's very much unscripted, you know, very much our real beliefs in the moment. And so, yeah, it's really fun and exciting and spontaneous. Yeah. And we've
1: even chosen to remain, you know, ad-free, like just – continuing to just keep these conversations um, super authentic and just keep rolling so that you guys, no matter where you are, can just pop in your headphones or be in the car and just feel like you're right there in the room with us. And that's what I love the most about the podcast that I listen to as well. It's just this feeling of, you know, we could just be all like sitting down to dinner or in each other's living rooms, you know, having a chit chat.
0: Yeah, me too. I love that. (laughs) All right, so now we wanted to announce, drumroll please, okay, (laughs) what are the top four episodes of 2019? And what I love about this idea is that it just really shows where our mind is at as a community, right, or where the market's at. And so interestingly enough, the number one most downloaded episode this year was episode 92, Do You Actually Know Your Target Market? Ah, (laughs) I know, right? I found that really, really interesting. What do you think about that, Laura? Yeah.
1: No, I think that that, um, I, I get that question a lot. I think from people here in my community of like figuring out, is it okay to niche? Is it okay to be really specific? So I know that it is a common question. I'm curious what you think about why, is that one the most downloaded? do you think that is?
0: Yeah, I think it still really illustrates how much people are struggling with sort of the target market or the avatar concept, right? Mm, I mean, yeah. everyone knows they need to have an avatar yeah. or a target yeah. market or ideal clients or you know, those are, those are sort of used interchangeably in terms of concepts or terms, but I think still a lot of people struggle. You know, and and part of it is because I think there's this illusion that you can just create your target market or avatar out of thin air. And like, you know, you just sit down one day. There's like some key or answer to like, here is your target market. I know a lot of people come to me and I absolutely work in this area. We work on narrowing target markets down. We work on defining them. But sometimes people come in and they sort of just expect it's like a magic answer. Like I'm going to be like, yes, your target market is dun-dun-dun, you know? <laughs> But, but there's, there's so much variation in picking a target market or avatar. Like you start with a specific one, like you start with definition so that you have something to test and to work with and to go out there in the market with, right? But what you need to do is actually validate your target market. And that's what we talked a lot about in that episode as well, You need to be testing that market because is that market viable for you? Is it a market you even like working with? Because sometimes my clients will be sure they know their target market, really want to work with a specific target market, but it's a concept. And when they go out and actually start working with that market, they realize they don't want to work with that target market.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a lack of understanding that feedback loop is going to be a necessary part of tweaking what you understand to be your target market. And I also think it's that challenge that we still don't want to go as specific as we need to, like we're afraid of that that narrow lane. But you and I talk about all the time, like stay in your lane, get clear, like resonate with what's really authentically yours. And sometimes people are like keeping that, you know, the motor home across all the lanes, you know, the yeah. wide load. It's just yeah. like, I'm going to just cover all of this just in case I missed it. You know, like, yeah, my target market might be this. I'm going to just stay broad. And I think that that becomes really challenging because if you're doing that too that feedback loop isn't really working very well. You know, you need to to go after that one that you kind of narrow down on, get information from how you're landing with that particular group of people and then keep changing and tweaking like you said based on your own preferences and who you work well with and who's attracted to working with you.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, the other piece I feel like is really a struggle with a lot of people and also something we need to understand better is that there is this sweet spot, right? It's not just about who you want to work with or what you want to offer. There has to be a need in the market. There has to be a gap in the market that you can fill. And I think that's the other piece is that a lot of people are coming from what they want, you know, and that's great. We don't want anyone to be unhappy with who they're working with or hate what they're doing. But also, if there's no need in the market, if the market isn't talking to you, if it isn't telling you what it needs and wants, then there's no service to provide, our product to provide, right? There's no business opportunity. And I think that's one of the things that we've forgotten in this process is that a lot of people have moved into a business because they have an idea or because they want to do something. They want a business for themselves. And that's awesome. But we've forgotten that the nature of business is an equal exchange. And it's about supply and demand. So if there isn't enough of a demand, it doesn't matter what kind of supply you have. There's going to be no one interested in buying it.
1: Yes, that is so important. So I'm glad you reiterated that one because, yeah, you can have the best idea. But if there isn't a market that's hungry to use that idea or purchase that idea, (laughs) that product, then it's not going to go anywhere. You know, it just that's just how it is. And then that's the other thing with even being an early adopter, like early to market, just understand that if you have an idea and the timing is not right, that sometimes you're going to have to carry that for quite some time. You may know your target market, but it may take them time to identify that they need what you're on offering. Um, And sometimes that works. um, And sometimes you just got to let that go and come back to market later when the demand is there. So, you know, there's, yeah, there's all sorts of ways, um, tons of beautiful, wonderful ideas for businesses that don't always get off the ground. And it's not for a lack of brilliance. It's often a lack of the market themselves don't understand that they need it yet, you know? (laughs) So...
0: Yeah. And so it's really interesting. And that actually leads us into sort of the second most downloaded episode, which is interesting because it's episode 107, Business Success Requires More Than Just a Laptop and an Idea. <laughs> That's perfect. I know. I know. And this is one that was my sort of favorite thing because I, I really I sort that. of, yeah, I mm-hmm. saw this, you know, sort of a bunch of posts on social media, about how all it takes to run a business is a laptop and an idea. And I was like, "Oh, no. <laughs> you know, like that's not that's not <laughs> true." Only. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that's really interesting that that is also a very downloaded episode because I think a lot of people are excited about an idea and they they want to have an online business or an online course. I mean, this is sort of the new popular sort of direction a lot of people are going, but they don't really understand what it takes to run a successful business, right? And that's more than just delivering a service. Like you might have the most amazing content in the world, or you might know exactly how to deliver the most amazing service. But if you don't know how to operate and run a business, that's a different ballgame. Exactly, exactly.
1: And, you know, and I we talked about that one um, is just a myth that perpetuates like a feeling of failure for all the people out there running around with a laptop and an idea that aren't making it to market that aren't succeeding and launching a successful startup. They think it's them. It's not you. It's a lot more than that. And that's the reality checking that's so important so that we don't have shame or feelings of like there's something wrong just because we're not successful like it's just so much harder than people like to talk about <laughs>
0: sometimes yes. yes and it's so interesting I got into this argument the other day this is so relevant you know because once in a while I engage on social media <laughs> so you can find me in <laughs> groups engaging in some of these crazy conversations because I really dislike when people shame women and you know on posts or in certain places it's like i i have to sort of <laughs> have a voice there <laughs> but the other day there was this post and it was really interesting because you know the the post itself was about what you need to be prepared before you leap out of your job Right, And it was from a woman who leapt out of her job and like it, she didn't make money for a long time and she couldn't sustain it. And what was really interesting is not that post, but the comments underneath it. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of comments. And so many people were like, you just need more effort, more determination. You can do anything you want if you just have determination. And that really got under my skin. And so I had to make some arguments about that because it does take more than determination. And what I feel like is you're shaming a woman, telling her you're just not working hard enough. Sorry, you would succeed if you just worked harder. I did it. I succeeded by working really hard. If you just work harder. Okay, that is not true. It takes way more than effort and determination to make a business successful. And I think we've got to own that. We've got to understand that. We've got to not perpetuate the myth that you just need to work a little bit harder. And so that, yeah, that was a really interesting conversation.
1: Yes, yes. And it is that whole mentality that's pervasive. It's just, you know, pull yourself up by your own bootstrap kind of thing. And if you're not succeeding, something's wrong with you, you know. I love that you get passionate and jump in there and <laughs> <laughs> add your two cents because we do, do not need to be shaming each other. We need to be supporting each other and understanding that, you know, it is not overnight success. It's a it's a long road and it's very rewarding, but it has ups and downs. Yeah. And we have it to be realistic. Does. That's what this, yeah, podcast is all about. Like let's talk about behind the curtain. What's really going down.
0: Yeah. And one thing we didn't talk about in that episode, but that I talked about in that post is, is that, you know, also I think we have to be more realistic about where people are. Like, some people have privilege, right, in terms of being well, – there's a lot of different kinds of privilege, right? We've talked about privilege, you know, before on the podcast. But in terms of they have resources or they have access to resources or they have partners who are willing to support them to a certain degree while they leap out of their job and they it takes six months or a year to make good money um, or longer, you know, depending on what they're creating. So that in and of itself is a privilege. Like, you know, we have certain privileges. Whereas other people, they don't have that privilege. They're supporting three kids as a single mom. They have to make money immediately. And so running, like leaping out of a job and moving into a business without a serious plan or serious savings, that's not conducive for them. And so I think we have to be careful at how we perpetuate that illusion or how we support someone to just leap out of the business when we don't know all their circumstances. Absolutely. Yes. All right. So then the the next two actually are closely related. So I thought I would just talk about both of them. So the third most downloaded episode was episode 93, Navigating Overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And the fourth, very close, like just a couple of downloads different, was episode 105, Overcoming Fear. So I think those are also really interesting topics, right? Navigating Overwhelm and Overcoming Fear. And I think it says a lot, that they are downloaded because a lot of people are experiencing them.
1: Yes, yes. Such a common experience because as entrepreneurs, we really are risk takers, you know? Like we are often, just like you were talking about with this person, you know, leaving behind other job settings and starting something new or launching a startup – putting ourselves out there in front of the world saying, I believe in this, I am putting my all, my energy and passion behind this product or this service. You know, it takes a lot um, for us to put ourselves out there in that place of vulnerability. So it should be no surprise that when we are vulnerable, we're going to talk about fear because it's going to come up and we're going to talk about overwhelm because those emotions that come, those intense emotions that come with putting ourselves in in a vulnerable place can feel overwhelming. And then we live in a work culture that unfortunately is, you know, kind of predominated by like pervasive uh, work, 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 collapse model. That's what I call it instead of the work, work, rest. (laughs) It's like, we just work like, you know, we just hustle and we have side hustles and we're killing it. And (laughs) it's like all those things. And so I couldn't be more pleased to hear that those are being downloaded more because that means we're raising awareness and consciousness around our need to talk about the emotional experiences in business. And I'm also seeing this trend um, in the world of business, you know, more often, because this is my, you know, whole lane is wellness in workplaces. And so I'm always tracking social media trends. And more and more, you're seeing articles in Forbes and Inc. and Entrepreneur about managing overwhelm and stress and, self-care and, you know, how to be mindful um, as an entrepreneur. And so those articles have really
0: peaked in the last couple of years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's so important that we learn to navigate overwhelm and overcome fear. Like I think so often we avoid fear or we just sort of melt down or or we get even – we even normalize overwhelm, right? And so I think what is so great that more and more people are having these conversations and interested in these topics is it's about working with it, right? It's about embracing it. Like nothing's wrong with overwhelm or fear. They're just another thing that is here for us to look at, is here for us to navigate, is here to teach us something. And if we learn more how to effectively work with them, then we're, we're able to succeed. You know, We don't have to stuff them or put up with them or just normalize them.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think we talked about that in the fear episode about you learning to be with fear and what that means to increase your capacity to sit with discomfort. That it isn't like that you're going to become fear proof, you know, that you're just going to become stress proof and you're just never going to feel those things anymore. You're actually learning to feel them and allow them to take up space and then trust that your body knows how to move it or learn tools like being in nature, or going on walks or realigning yourself with things that make you feel nourished, you know. So you're so right about that we can't just pretend like it's not happening or expect that we won't feel them. It's really learning that there are these emotions, they're intense, they come with, you know, the work that we do and learning that they're a normal part of the process, but there's also many things that you can do to learn to recognize your signs of overwhelm and to step in and use tools. And, and that changes for me over time. Like sometimes I really need a lot of movement and other times I need a lot of like restorative yoga. Kind of depends, you know, on like what's happening. And so staying tuned in with our bodies is something that is key. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think these are great. And if you missed any of those episodes and they sound like something that is up your alley, go check them out. We'll have them in the show notes, which you can always find at womeninthebusinessarena.com. And, um, you know, we're really really thankful for all of you. And we look forward to another wonderful 2020 to be able to share with you more episodes, more topics, more deep dives. And if you have any interesting topics you want us to explore, please join our Facebook group and share it with us. Any last words, Laura?
1: No, I think just, yeah, love you guys. That's my last one. (laughs)
0: All right. You all have a safe and wonderful holiday time period. We are still recording and having podcasts throughout this holidays. So you can check us out next week. Do you want more from your business, but feel unsure about where to start? If you're applying the wrong strategies, you can pour a lot of time, energy, and resources into your business and still not get the results you want. Luckily, if you're a service business, there's a free two-minute business assessment on my website that can help you get clear about what stage of growth you're in and what strategies you can use now to get where you want to go. You can find this and some really powerful training at sonjastatman.com backslash assessment.